And good morning, good morning, good morning. For those that don't know me, I am Pastor Dr. Virginia Bradshaw, Senior Pastor of this fine and beautiful growing church, Tabernacle of Praise. Amen. Amen. And to God be the glory. And to this morning, we're on something new. We just started our early morning service. But you know, when God tells you something, you just go on and do it. Don't worry about what you see, how you see it. Because I remember him told, he was telling me one time in one of my devotions, he said, don't be fearful about what you see. Just keep moving if you heard my voice. <laughs> just keep moving. So guess what I do? I keep moving. And when I don't hear the voice, I stop. Because I don't know which way to go. Amen. Amen. So this morning, I won't hold you long because I want to be out of here at 8 o'clock, uh, just as my assignment is. But this morning, I want us to go to the book of Matthew. We're going to two different places this morning. Two different places this morning. Two different places. And if I can entitle this, this sermon this morning, the Lord has given me this sermon, and it's called... Um, well, you know what? Let's get to the word first, and then I'll give you my topic. How about that? We're going to Matthew 10, verse 37. And when you have it, just stand to your feet. And then I want you to flip over to the book of Luke 14 and 26. Amen. 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 Um. Matthew, um, no, Matthew 10 and 37, and then Luke 14 and 26. Matthew 10 and uh, 37. <laughs> I got to get that myself. There you go. That's all right. Take your time. Help her out, missionary. Amen. Good morning, Sister Strips. Morning, how are you? Great, how are you doing this morning? I, I tell you, you know, when God sent Texas out and words out, you know he sent them out on time, right? Amen. We, we're recording this this morning for the uh, podcast. Luke is 14 and 26. Luke is 14 and 26. What a great Sunday morning it is. And if you're there, just say amen. Just say amen and then we'll go. First of all, we're going to Matthew 10, 37. I tell you, God is good. Thank you, Lord. And it reads, he that loveth, he that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And I'm going to take it on down. And he that taketh not his cross, come on, y'all, and follow after me. He that taketh not his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it. And he that loses his life for my sake, somebody say for my sake. For sake. Shall find it. All right, let's go over to Luke 14, and that's going to be the 26th verse. This is Matthew, and this is Luke. Amen. And it says in Luke, If any man come to me and hate not his father, mother, 
wife, children, a little bit more broken down, amen. And brethren, sister, yeah, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever do not bear his cross, come after me, cannot be my disciple. So I want to entitle this this morning. I trusted you by faith for my, to be my savior. But I'm not following you as my Lord to guide me the way. Amen. 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 And I say this because you may be seated this morning in the presence of the Lord. Father, we just thank you for everything that you're about to do and say in the name of Jesus. Have your way, Holy Spirit. And what I say this morning is that we trust God by faith. We, be, we come into the faith by trusting. We come in the, into the faith of being, of being born again by faith, by trusting Jesus is who he said he is. Am I right? He said he's our savior. He said that if we believe in him and we confess with our sins and, and we, we confess with our sin, believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, then we're saved. Amen. Amen. And then that way he's our savior. But at the point of believing that, only thing we did was just gave hell, took the grips off of hell so we won't live in hell in eternity. Amen. Amen. But now there's another part to this thing. Because instantly when you gave God your life, your title changed now. You're no longer a worldly person. You're a disciple. You are a disciple. When you're a baby in Christ, you're still a disciple. He said, but when you come after me. And he didn't even say, you know, he didn't even say, when you follow, he said, when you come to me, saying that you came voluntarily to do this thing. I didn't force you. Now, John, and he said in John, I drawed you. But guess what? You could have turned me down at any time. But you decided to come on. After I drawed you, and I said, you know, and I was giving you the mindset to do the right thing. But guess what happened? You decided and you said, yeah, I'm coming. And so by faith, this is what you did. So my next, so my question, my sermon starts with the question today. My sermon starts with the question of what did you do with the invitation? What did you do with your invitation? He said, come unto me. He said, you trusted me to be your savior. Now that you're, I'm your savior, now I said, come to me. But now you got an invitation now. You got an open invitation. And this is the way the Lord gave me the description. And it's amazing because I don't have that much sense that I could think of something like that. Okay. But he's, he showed me last night, Sister Struggle. I'm just sitting there in the bed, you know, at 11 o'clock. And I'm still saying, I need to go to sleep. Can you let me go to sleep? <laughs> and he said, not yet. He said, but this is the illustration. It's like we riding down the street. You are already part of the party now because you are the Holy Ghost party. You're part of the Holy Ghost party. You pull up now. You're part of it. You go in the house. And the first room you get into is, and the lady said, this is where you leave your coat. But the real part is on through the house. And this is what you said. I'll just sit right here with my coat. See, I trusted you enough to get into the party. But I'm not trusting you enough to see what the party is all about. See, it's a Holy Ghost thing. It's a faith walk. It's a thing that we got to trust him to believe in him. He said, I'm your Lord and your Savior. I'm not only your Savior, but I'm your Lord. Lord, me that I guide you. You know, Lord, me that you following me. Lord, me that I am the Christ. I am the Christ. Yahweh. 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 
The invitation was to get into the house. You're there, you're safe. No rain gonna hit you. No condemnation can hit you there. You're safe. But stop trying to live the safe way in Jesus. You in Jesus now. You in Jesus now. And he said that he has, you have an expected end. What is the expected end? Only he knows. Because he said, I know the thoughts that I got towards you. So these are thoughts that I'm thinking, even as I have written your life all the way to the end. Still got some thoughts about you. Still got some thoughts about you, musicians. Still got some thoughts about you. Because I already know your thoughts. He already knows my thoughts. He said, but then I know your plans. I got the plan for you. So, and then he said, and listen to the plan, y'all. The plan is not to harm you. Amen. They are not to hurt you. He's still confirming and affirming over and over that you will not walk off a ledge anymore. The ledge days are over. So you walk off the ledge. You, you, you know, when we was in the world, we walked plenty of ledges. We didn't even see wasn't anything to catch us down there. We were so bold and bad. I mean, well, I don't know about y'all, but I was, I was bad. I thought I was bad and bold and doing things. What leg? <laughs> what? What? No, no. Because I did, I thought, you know, I just had no fear. But then I get in Jesus, and I'm all Timothy. Prissy. Oh, what? What? But the Lord told Paul, when he was grooming Paul, and Paul was grooming Timothy, this is what Paul said. Don't be Timothy. Don't be Timothy. Don't be, don't let everything get to you. Don't be intimidated by life. See, I came to give you the life that you so rightly deserve. But you timid it now. Now you're in me. Now you want to sit in here with the coats. I got people to watch the coat for you. These are my angels that open the door for you. But I need you to come on in the party. I need you to trust me as the Lord of your life. See, when you were out there in the world, guess who your Lord was? Somebody better tell me who your Lord was. Who? <laughs> and we trusted him with everything. Gave him his props. When Satan said, go and tell a lie, we told a lie. When Satan said, go and cheat, we cheated. When Satan said, do it, we did it. We walked off the ledge, walked back up the ledge, and we didn't have a spirit in our heart. <laughs> Call your boss man and tell your boss man to lie. Tell him you're sick. Tell them you ain't coming today. Tell them, tell them anything. Oh, I want to be there today, my child's sick. <laughs> you know, how many times your grandmama died? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, I'm just hey, Big and bold, big and bad. You understand what I'm saying? But the Lord is saying, listen, the only way you can fully come to me is that you got to let me be before the mama. You got to put me before the children. See, if you put me before everybody, I'll make sure the children, the mama, the daddy, the husband, the neighbor who irritates you, the boss that get on your nerve, everybody will line up accordingly to life for you. But I got to be first. He said, because if you don't hate them, not that you got to hate, hate, but you got to put me first. You gotta have a respect. You gotta now. You got to put some things in alignment. 
See, and this is what he's saying. Because each one of those attachments come with an emotion. And each one of those emotions is going to stop you from serving me with your whole Lord. See, because each one of those attachments, this is what it's going to do. Let's jump over here to Matthew. Matthew 10 and um, 37. He that loveth the father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. He's not putting your mother and father down because guess what? He the same Lord to your mother and your father. But he's telling you, they can't be before me. He's telling you in a title. He's not saying people before me. He named these things name by name, one by one, because he know the traditions and the customs that we have in this world. He know the what's, what's going to touch your heart more than him, your mom and daddy, your father, your mother is not worthy of me. He that loveth the son and the daughter, your children, they're not more than me because I'm the one that's going to get them in place. I'm the one that's going to bring mama to Jesus. I'm the one that's going to get daddy up out the street. You hear what I'm saying? But you got to get up out of the room where the coats at. Those coats are smothering you. They're blinding you. They keep saying you have access to the whole house. You have access to the whole party. Come on. And you still like, let me just pray on it. Let me pray about that thing first. <laughs> let me pray. You know, we are the Holy Ghost folks. Let me pray on this thing first. Yeah, you pray for directions, but you don't have to pray to go forward in Jesus. Amen. You don't have to pray to be bold in Jesus. You don't have to be praying and say, well, Lord, I'm, I'm coming. You told me to come because he's already said come. He already said lay it down. Some things he's already told you to do. He already told you to go out and tell the dying world about me. Now you need to find out what part of the world you want me to go to. See, he's trying to get you out of the Egypt mentality. Some of us saying, well, you know, I want to travel. I want to this. How do you know that when you walk out of the coat room, that the next room that you go in, God is ready to show you where you're going to go and work for him? How do you know? How do you know? How do you know? You, you, we, we don't know. We don't know because we want to live that safe life. We let Satan run us through the rap, the ringer. But then we want to be in Jesus like, I'm going to break. No, you're not going to break. How? How do you know I'm not going to break, Pastor? Because this is what he said. And he that taketh his cross, he that taketh not his cross, and follow after me is not worth it. Honey, you're going to follow sometime. Honey, you're going to hit the ground hard in your eyes. But in the eyes of Jesus, you didn't even touch the ground. But in your natural eyes, God, that was the worst thing it was in my life. And Lord, you told me to trust you. And you but you're going to follow. Jesus said he suffered. He suffered for righteousness. He suffered for us. But guess what? At the end of the day, he got a new position. He on the right hand. He on the right hand. Welcoming us up. The only time I saw it in the Bible where he was standing up is I think it was Stephen when the Bible said he stood up to welcome Stephen in. Come on now. 
He sit there and make intercessions for you all day. Lord, open that door for us. Lord, this process is over. Now that she done went through this process, now I need to get her over here. Because he's, Lord, already, she's already down. I told you she got to get to that. And so the Lord said, okay. He's praying for you. He's praying for whatever your needs are. He's praying whatever, whatever the processes that you need to go through, you got to go through it. Stop acting like you so saved and sanctified and holy that you don't go through nothing. We are the one that's going to go through it. Why? Because the people got to see us go through whatever we got to go through so they can see us coming out whatever we got to come out of. And know that we coming out as clean as we was when we went in. Righteousness. We are children of righteousness. It doesn't mean that you're not going to go through, but you got to bear your cross. And when you're not bearing your cross, he said, you are not worthy. You are not trusting me with, as your Lord. You're complaining. We're the most complaining people in the world. Lord Jesus, help me. Y'all pray for me. Tell the Lord what I need. You know it for yourself. Pray for yourself. Come to the church. Come to the altars and let the elders pray for you. Let's get this thing together. Two or three in his name. What? He's in the midst. But know how to fight in the war. Know how to fight in the spirit. Because he's going to get you every time right here. Well, you know you can't do that. You know you can't because, you know, you really, you just can't do it. He don't even, devil don't even give you an explanation and you fall for it. He never gave us an explanation. If you think about it, when we was out there in that world, Everything he told us to do. He didn't tell us why. He just said, yeah, just go ahead and do that. And in your own mind, you calculated why. <laughs> it was a calculation in your own mind. He didn't have to tell you why. Because it's not to Satan's job to tell you why. It's Satan's job to present the sin in front of you. And then it's your job to not to pick up the desires that's down in you. It's your job. But see, only you, you can't do it alone. So that's why the Holy Spirit lives in you now that you are born again believer. So now that when that desire come up that James said, James said, those be them desires that be down in you. The devil ain't got nothing to do with it. So guess what he said? Um, well, you, well, you came on here and did it before. You came on here and, but then the Holy Spirit said, but you are a new creature in Christ now. That's right. You're the righteous of Christ. That's right. That's right. We're not condemning you for where you've been. That's right. We're just commending you for coming on out. That's right. And we're giving God the praise, the honor, and the glory. And then all of a sudden, strength kick in that you didn't know you had because it's not your strength. It's strength coming from the Lord. Amen. Amen. It's strength coming from the Lord because he said, I need you to lean on me so I can teach you how to live an authentic life. And authentic life means that you don't have to live a lot anymore. Mean that you don't have to be something that you're not. And then it's another like the reason that he want us to, to, to take the invitation to go into the next room. Guess what? Because now, these are choices, just like it was in faith to get into the house. Guess what? There was a seal on us that even got us in the house. Amen. Amen. There was a seal on us to get to the door. Now, in the house, we got open invitation to come this way, come that way. I've made you a builder. I've made you this and I've made you that. But guess what? You in the coat room, you'll never get there. 
But then you got this urge down in you that you want to do all this stuff and you know how to do it and you don't know where the desire came from and you don't, you don't even know how you could do it so well. But guess what? That's the gift that God has given you. He want to be your Lord, but you got to let him be your Lord. See, it's just like Sarah said, Lord, Abraham was her Lord. Not that he was over Christ, but she followed him. Respectfully, she followed him. Not that he could do anything, but that was her husband, and she followed him. Jesus said, I'm your Lord and your Savior. Now, I done saved you. Now, let me be your Lord. Let me be your Lord. I need you to be imitators, first of all. See, but you can't be imitators if you don't know what to do. I need you to imitate me. Let people see who I am. Yes, I suffered. Yes, I did. But the glorious of this life comes with rewards. <laughs> the glories of this life comes with crowns. The glory of this life comes with other souls. The harvest, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Because people in labors, let me tell you something, labors, a lot of times... See, because a servant, you can get to go into the harvest. Thank you, Father. But a laborer, when you begin to use the term as a laborer, a laborer wants something back. A laborer means you're going to pay me to do this. When Jesus used that term, some got paid this, some got paid, they called them laborers. But a servant will go out there in that vineyard, out in that kingdom, and tell somebody, about a dying world. And this is what I'm telling you right now. I'm closing with John by, uh, 15 and 8. Let's go to John. And I'm closing. I thank you, Holy Ghost. And y'all write it down, but this is what he's saying. And this is Jesus talking. He said, Herein is my Father glorified. God is glorified. Why? Because he wants you to bear what? Much fruit. Are you bearing your fruit today? Is Jesus your Lord, Lord and Savior or is he just your Savior? He already saved you. But is he your Lord? Who are you following? You still following the old you? Because he said in his word, greater works will we do, Sister Patricia. Greater words. He didn't have it three and a half years. I've already been here 59 and I'm, I'm falling behind. <laughs> so I'm going off with that. that. That math is not right. I'm falling behind. I feel like I've been left behind. I've been here 59 years. So at least, let me say 17. So at least um, 30 of them years I've been grown. You understand what I'm saying? 30 of them years I've been grown. So he had three and a half to make an impact. What are we doing? What kind of impact have we made so far? Amen. Amen. He said that herein is my father glorified. This is what my father glorifies in. When he see you bearing not some fruit, not more fruit, but much fruit. So shall you be my what? Disciples. Amen. Amen. Give God some praise in this house. Follow the Lord. Give God some praise in this house because God is God is glorified in here. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet.
we're here today and we give God praise and we thank God for what he's doing in this place and we just thank him. So today we open the doors of the church and first of all we just say thank you that they were open over 2,000 years ago but they were open. They were open. Hallelujah. They were open and we thank God that they were open. Somebody better thank God that he is our Lord. Because we could still be under the little L of the Lord of the world, <laughs> okay? You know, the one that lives right above the earth right here, you know? So now we under now heaven's realm, okay? All he wants us to do is get busy. We have exactly 50 days left to the end of the year. The Lord have already said to me, I have a whole schedule for next year. He said, but I need you to get these flyers made, daughter. I need you to finish this journal, daughter. I need you to get this done, daughter, before the end of the year. And let me tell you something. When the Lord speaks to you, move, because the Spirit of God is moving. See, the children could only move in the wilderness when the cloud was covering. They could only move when the sun was shining. You understand what I'm saying? They covered the sun, the cloud covered it from it, but they couldn't move if the Spirit of God not moving. So we only have an open window, and we need to get busy. So if you're here today and the Lord has said to you, this is a small church, but it's a great church, and the Lord has said, I want you down so you can grow. Amen. And this, this is the time you come on down and say, I think I give it a chance. And then if you're here today, and you said, Lord, I just want to be restored back to you. And I've walked away, but I just want to be restored, and I just want to pray. Then come on down, let's pray. You know, but if you're here today and you just want prayer, hey, let's pray. Because if the church is not praying, the church is definitely not doing what it's supposed to be doing. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Have your way, God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Good morning, good morning, good morning. For those that don't know me, I am Pastor Dr. Virginia Bradshaw, Senior Pastor of this fine and beautiful growing church, Tabernacle of Praise. Amen. 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 And to God be the glory. And to this morning, we're on something new. We just started our early morning service. But you know, when God tells you something, you just go on and do it. Don't worry about what you see, how you see it. Because I remember him told, he was telling me one time in one of my devotions, he said, don't be fearful about what you see. Just keep moving if you heard my voice. <laughs> just keep moving. So guess what I do? I keep moving. And when I don't hear the voice, I stop. Because I don't know which way to go. Amen. Amen. So this morning, I won't hold you long because I'm going to be out of here at 8 o'clock, uh, just as my assignment is. But this morning, I want us to go to the book of Matthew. We're going to two different places this morning. Two different places this morning. Two different places. And if I can entitle this, this sermon this morning, the Lord has given me this sermon, and it's called... Um, well, you know what? Let's get to the word first, and then I'll give you my topic. How about that? We're going to Matthew 10. 
verse 37. And when you have it, just stand to your feet. And then I want you to flip over to the book of Luke 14 and 26. Amen. 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 Um, Matthew, um, no, Matthew 10 and 37, and then Luke 14 and 26. Matthew 10 and uh, 37. <laughs> I gotta get that myself. There you go. That's all right. Take your time. Help her out, missionary. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amen. Good morning, Sister Strix. Morning, how are you? Great, how are you doing this morning? I, I tell you, you know, when God sent texts out and words out, mm -hmm. you know he sent them out on time, right? Oh, yes, Amen. Amen. <laughs> we, we're recording this this morning for the uh, podcast. Luke is 14 and 26. Luke is 14 and 26. What a great Sunday morning it is. And if you're there, just say amen. Just say amen and I will go. First of all, we're going to Matthew 10, 37. I tell you, God is good. Thank you, Lord. And it reads, He that loveth, he that loveth, Father, or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And I'm gonna take it on down. And he that taketh not his cross, come on y'all, and follow after me. He that taketh not his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it. And he that loses his life for my sake, somebody say for my sake, for my sake. shall find it. All right, let's go over to Luke 14, and that's going to be the 26th verse. This is Matthew, and this is Luke. Amen. And it says in Luke, if any man come to me and hate not his father, mother, wife, Children, a little bit more broken down, amen. And brethren, sister, yeah, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever do not bear his cross, come after me, cannot be my disciple. So I want to entitle this this morning. I trusted you by faith for my, to be my savior, but I'm not following you as my Lord to guide me the way. Amen. Amen. And I say this because you may be seated this morning in the presence of the Lord. Father, we just thank you for everything that you're about to do and say in the name of Jesus. Amen. Have your way, Holy Spirit. And what I say this morning is that we trust God by faith. We, we come into the faith by trusting. We come into the faith of being, of being born again by faith, by trusting Jesus is who he said he is. Am I right? 
He said he's our savior. He said that if we believe in him and we confess with our sins and, and we, we confess with our sin, believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, then we're saved. Amen. And then that way he's our savior. But at the point of believing that, only thing we did was just gave hell, took the grips off of hell so we won't live in hell in eternity. Amen. Amen. But now there's another part to this thing. Because instantly when you gave God your life, your title changed now. You're no longer a worldly person. You're a disciple. You are a disciple. When you're a baby in Christ, you're still a disciple. He said, but when you come after me. And he didn't even say, you know, he didn't even say, when you follow, he said, when you come to me, saying that you came voluntarily to do this thing. I didn't force you. Now, John, and he said in John, I drawed you. But guess what? You could have turned me down at any time. But you decided to come on. After I drawed you, and I said, you know, and I was giving you the mindset to do the right thing. But guess what happened? You decided and you said, yeah, I'm coming. And so by faith, this is what you did. So my next, so my question, my sermon starts with the question today. My sermon starts with the question of what did you do with the invitation? What did you do with your invitation? He said, come unto me. He said, you trusted me to be your savior. Now that you're, I'm your savior, now I said, come to me. But now you got an invitation now. You got an open invitation. And this is the way the Lord gave me the description. And it's amazing because I don't have that much sense that I could think of something like that. Okay. But he's, he showed me last night, Sister Struggle. I'm just sitting there in the bed, you know, at 11 o'clock. And I'm still saying, I need to go to sleep. Can you let me go to sleep? <laughs> and he said, not yet. He said, but this is the illustration. It's like we riding down the street. You already part of the party now because you are the Holy Ghost party. You're part of the Holy Ghost party. You pull up now. You're part of it. You go in the house. And the first room you get into is, and the lady said, this is where you leave your coat. But the real part is on through the house. And this is what you said. I'll just sit right here with my coat. See, I trusted you enough to get into the party. But I'm not trusting you enough to see what the party is all about. See, it's a Holy Ghost thing. It's a faith walk. It's a thing that we got to trust him to believe in him. He said, I'm your Lord and your Savior. I'm not only your Savior, but I'm your Lord. Lord, me that I guide you. You know, Lord, me that you following me. Lord, me that I am the Christ. I am the Christ. Yahweh. 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 The invitation was to get into the house. You're there, you're saved. No rain gonna hit you. No condemnation can hit you there. You're saved. But stop trying to live the safe way in Jesus. You in Jesus now. You in Jesus now. And he said that he has, you have an expected end. What is the expected end? Only he knows. Because he said, I know the thoughts that I got towards you. So these are thoughts that I'm thinking even as I have written your life all the way to the end. Still got some thoughts about you. Still got some thoughts about you, musicians. Still got some thoughts about you. Because I already know your thoughts. He already knows my thoughts. He said, but then I know your plans. I've got the plan for you. So, and then he said, and listen to the plan, y'all. The plan is not to harm you. Amen. 
They are not to hurt you. He's still confirming and affirming over and over that you will not walk off a ledge anymore. The ledge days are over. So you walked off the ledge. You, you, you know, when we was in the world, we walked plenty of ledges. We didn't even see wasn't anything to catch us down there. We were so bold and bad. I mean, well, I don't know about y'all, but I was, I was bad. I thought I was bad and bold and doing things. What leg? What? What? No, no. Because I did, I thought, you know, I just had no fear. But then I get in Jesus, and I'm all Timothy. Prissy. Oh, what, what? But the Lord told Paul when he was grooming Paul, and Paul was grooming Timothy. This is what Paul said: Don't be Timothy. Don't be Timothy. Don't be. Don't let everything get to you. Don't be intimidated by life. See, I came to give you the life that you so rightly deserve. But you timid it now. Now you in me. Now you want to sit in here with the coats. I got people to watch the coat for you. These are my angels that open the door for you. But I need you to come on in the party. I need you to trust me as the Lord of your life. See, when you were out there in the world, guess who your Lord was? Somebody better tell me who your Lord was. Who? <laughs> and we trusted him with everything. Gave him his props. When Satan said, go and tell a lie, we told a lie. When Satan said, go and cheat, we cheated. When Satan said, do it, we did it. We walked off the ledge, walked back up the ledge, and we didn't have a fear in our heart. <laughs> Call your boss man and tell your boss man to lie. Tell him you're sick. Tell him you ain't coming today. Tell him, tell him anything. Oh, I want to be that day my child sick. <laughs> you know, how many times your grandmama died? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, I'm just hate. Big and bold, big and bad. You understand what I'm saying? But the Lord is saying, listen, the only way you can fully come to me is that you got to let me be before the mama. You got to put me before the children. See, if you put me before everybody, I'll make sure the children, the mama, the daddy, the husband, the neighbor who irritates you, the boss that get on your nerve, everybody will line up accordingly to life for you. But I got to be first. He said, because if you don't hate them, not that you got to hate, hate, but you got to put me first. You got to have a respect. You got to, now you got to put some things in alignment. See, and this is what he's saying, because each one of those attachments come with an emotion. And each one of those emotions is going to stop you from serving me with your whole Lord. See, because each one of those attachments, this is what it's going to do. Let's jump over here to Matthew. Matthew 10 and um, 37. He that loveth the father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. He's not putting your mother and father down because guess what? He the same Lord to your mother and your father. But he's telling you, they can't be before me. He's telling you in a title. He's not saying people before me. He named these things name by name, one by one, because he knows the traditions and the customs that we have in this world. He knows the what's, what's going to touch your heart more than him, your mom and daddy. 
your father, your mother, is not worthy of me. He that loveth the son and the daughter, your children, they're not more than me. Because I'm the one that's going to get them in place. I'm the one that's going to bring mama to Jesus. I'm the one that's going to get daddy up out the street. You hear what I'm saying? But you got to get up out of the room where the coat's at. Those coats are smothering you. They're blinding you. They keep saying you have access to the whole house. You have access to the whole party. Come on. And you still like, let me just pray on it. Let me pray about that thing first. <laughs> let me pray. You know, we are the Holy Ghost folks. Let me pray on this thing first. Yeah, you pray for directions, but you don't have to pray to go forward in Jesus. Amen. You don't have to pray to be bold in Jesus. You don't have to be praying and say, well, Lord, I'm coming. You told me to come because he's already said come. He already said lay it down. Some things he's already told you to do. He already told you to go out and tell a dying world about me. Now you need to find out what part of the world you want me to go to. See, he's trying to get you out of the Egypt mentality. Some of us saying, well, you know, I want to travel. I want to this. How do you know that when you walk out of the coat room, that the next room that you go in, God is ready to show you where you're going to go and work for him? How do you know? How do you know? How do you know? You, you, we, we don't know. We don't know because we want to live that safe life. We let Satan run us through the rap, the ringer. But then we want to be in Jesus like, I'm going to break. No, you're not going to break. How? How do you know I'm not going to break, Pastor? Because this is what he said. And he that taketh his cross, he that taketh not his cross, and follow after me is not worth it. Honey, you gonna fall sometime. Honey, you gonna hit the ground hard in your eyes. But in the eyes of Jesus, you didn't even touch the ground. But in your natural eyes, God, that was the worst thing it was in my life. And Lord, you told me to trust you. And you took, but you gonna fall. Jesus said he suffered. He suffered for righteousness. He suffered for us. But guess what? At the end of the day, he got a new position. He on the right hand. He on the right hand. Welcome us up. The only time I saw it in the Bible where he was standing up is I think it was Stephen when the Bible said he stood up to welcome Stephen in. Come on now. He sit there and make intercessions for you all day. Lord, open that door for us. Lord, this process is over. Now that she done went through this process, now I need to get her over here. Because he's, Lord, already, she's already down. I told you she got to get to that. And so the Lord said, okay. He's praying for you. He's praying for whatever your needs are. He's praying whatever, whatever the processes that you need to go through, you got to go through it. Stop acting like you so saved and hey, sanctified and holy that you don't go through nothing. We are the one that's going to go through it. Why? Because the people got to see us go through whatever we got to go through so they can see us coming out whatever we got to come out of. And know that we coming out as clean as we was when we went in. Righteousness. We are children of righteousness. 
It doesn't mean that you're not going to go through, but you got to bear your cross. And when you're not bearing your cross, he said, you are not worthy. You are not trusting me with as your Lord. You're complaining. We're the most complaining people in the world. Lord Jesus, help me. Y'all pray for me. Tell the Lord what I need. You know it for yourself. Pray for yourself. Come to the church. Come to the altars and let the elders pray for you. Let's get this thing together. Two or three in his name. What? He's in the midst. But know how to fight in the war. Know how to fight in the spirit. Because he going to get you every time right here. Well, you know you can't do that. You know you can't because, you know, you really, you just can't do it. He don't even, devil don't even give you an explanation and you fall for it. He never gave us an explanation. If you think about it, when we was out there in that world, everything he told us to do, he didn't tell us why. He just said, yeah, just go ahead and do that. And in your own mind, you calculated why. <laughs> it was a calculation in your own mind. He didn't have to tell you why. Because it's not to Satan's job to tell you why. It's Satan's job to present the sin in front of you. And then it's your job to not to pick up the desires that's down in you. It's your job. But see, only you, you can't do it alone. So that's why the Holy Spirit lives in you now that you are born again believer. So now that when that desire come up that James said, James said, those be them desires that be down in you. The devil ain't got nothing to do with it. So guess what he said? Um, well, you, well, you came on here and did it before. You came on here and but then the Holy Spirit said, but you are a new creature in Christ now. That's right. That's You're right. the righteous of Christ. That's right. That's right. We're not condemning you for where you've been. That's right. We're just commending you for coming on out. That's right. And we're giving God the praise, the honor, and the glory. And then all of a sudden, strength kick in that you didn't know you had. Because it's not your strength. It's strength coming from the Lord. Amen. Amen. It's strength coming from the Lord. Because he said, I need you to lean on me. So I can teach you how to live an authentic life. And authentic life means that you don't have to live a lot anymore. Means that you don't have to be something that you're not. And then it's another like The reason that he wants us to, to, to take the invitation to go into the next room. Guess what? Because now, these are choices, just like it was in faith to get into the house. Guess what? There was a seal on us that even got us in the house. Amen. Amen. There was a seal on us to get to the door. Now, in the house, we got open invitation to come this way. Come that way. I've made you a builder. I've made you this and I've made you that. But guess what? You in the coat room, you'll never get there. But then you got this urge down in you that you want to do all this stuff and you know how to do it and you don't know where the desire came from and you don't, you don't even know how you could do it so well. But guess what? That's the gift that God has given you. He want to be your Lord, but you got to let him be your Lord. See, it's just like Sarah said, Lord, Abraham was her Lord. Not that he was over Christ, but she followed him. Respectfully, she followed him. Not that he could do anything, but that was her husband. And she followed him. Jesus said, I'm your Lord and your Savior. Now, I done saved you. Now let me be your Lord. Let me be your Lord. I need you to be imitators, first of all. See, but you can't be imitators if you don't know what to do. I need you to imitate me. 
Let people see who I am. Yes, I suffer. Yes, I did. But the glories of this life comes with rewards. <laughs> the glories of this life comes with crowns. The glory of this life comes with other souls. The harvest, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Because people in labors, let me tell you something, labors, a lot of times, see, because a servant, you can get to go into the harvest. Thank you, Father. But a laborer, when you begin to use the term as a laborer, a laborer wants something back. A laborer means you're going to pay me to do this. When Jesus used that term, some got paid this, some got paid, they called them laborers. But a servant will go out there in that vineyard, out in that kingdom, and tell somebody about a dying world. And this is what I'm telling you right now. I'm closing with John 15 and 8. Let's go to John. And I'm closing. I thank you, Holy Ghost. And y'all write it down, but this is what he's saying. And this is Jesus talking. He said, herein is my father glorified. God is glorified. Why? Because he wants you to bear what? Much fruit. Are you bearing your fruit today? Is Jesus your Lord, is Lord and Savior or is he just your Savior? He already saved you. But is he your Lord? Who are you following? You still following the old you? Because he said in his word, greater works will we do, Sister Patricia. Greater works. He didn't have a three and a half years. I've already been here 59 and I'm, I'm falling behind. <laughs> so I'm going off with that. that. That math is not right. I'm falling behind. I feel like I've been left behind. I've been here 59 years. So at least, let me say 17. So at least um, 30 of them years I've been grown. You understand what I'm saying? 30 of them years I've been grown. So he had three and a half to make an impact. What are we doing? What kind of impact have we made so far? Amen. Amen. He said that herein is my father glorified. This is what my father glorifies in. When he see you bearing not some fruit, not more fruit, but much fruit. So shall you be my what? Amen. Give God some praise in this house. Hallelujah. Give God some praise in this house. Because God is, God is glorified in here. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. We're here today and we give God praise and we thank God for what he's doing in this place. And we just thank him. So today we open the doors of the church. And first of all, we just say thank you that they were open over 2,000 years ago. But they were open. They were open. Hallelujah. They were open. And we thank God that they were open. Somebody better thank God that he is our Lord. Because we could still be under the little L of the Lord of the world, <laughs> okay? You know, the one that lives right above the earth right here, you know? So now we under now heaven's realm, okay? All he wants us to do is get busy. We have exactly 50 days left to the end of the year. The Lord have already said to me, I have a whole schedule for next year.
He said, but I need you to get these flyers made, daughter. I need you to finish this journal, daughter. I need you to get this done, daughter, before the end of the year. And let me tell you something. When the Lord speaks to you, move, because the Spirit of God is moving. See, the children could only move in the wilderness when the cloud was covered. They could only move when the sun was shining. Y'all understand what I'm saying? They covered the sun, the cloud covered them from it, but they couldn't move if the Spirit of God not moving. So we only have an open window, and we need to get busy. So if you're here today and the Lord has said to you, this is a small church, but it's a great church, and the Lord has said, I want you there so you can grow. Amen. And this, this is the time you come on down and say, I think I give it a chance. And then if you're here today, and you said, Lord, I just want to be restored back to you. I've walked away, but I just want to be restored, and I just want to pray. Then come on down, let's pray. You know, but if you're here today and you just want prayer, hey, let's pray. Because if the church is not praying, the church is definitely not doing what it's supposed to be doing. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Have your way, God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Good morning, good morning, good morning. For those that don't know me, I am Pastor Dr. Virginia Bradshaw, Senior Pastor of this fine and beautiful growing church, Tabernacle of Praise. Amen. 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 And to God be the glory. And to this morning, we're on something new. We just started our early morning service. But you know, when God tells you something, you just go on and do it. Don't worry about what you see, how you see it. Because I remember him told, he was telling me one time in one of my devotions, he said, don't be fearful about what you see. Just keep moving if you heard my voice. <laughs> just keep moving. So guess what I do? I keep moving. And when I don't hear the voice, I stop. Because I don't know which way to go. Amen. Amen. So this morning, I won't hold you long because I want to be out of here at 8 o'clock, uh, just as my assignment is. But this morning, I want us to go to the book of Matthew. We're going to two different places this morning. Two different places this morning. Two different places. And if I can entitle this, this sermon this morning, the Lord has given me this sermon, and it's called... Um, well, you know what? Let's get to the word first, and then I'll give you my topic. How about that? We're going to Matthew 10, verse 37. And when you have it, just stand to your feet. And then I want you to flip over to the book of Luke 14 and 26. Amen. 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 Um. Matthew, um, no, Matthew 10 and 37, and then Luke 14 and 26. Matthew 10 and uh, 37. <laughs> I got to get that myself. There you go. That's all right. Take your time. Help her out, missionary. Oh, I got Matthew. Mm-hmm. Amen. 
Good morning, Sister Strix. Morning, how are you? Great, how are you doing this morning? I, I tell you, you know, when God sent texts out and words out, uh-huh. you know he sent them out on time, right? Oh, yes, Amen. <laughs> we, we're recording this this morning for the uh, podcast. Luke is 14 and 26. Luke is 14 and 26. What a great Sunday morning it is. And if you're there, just say amen. Just say amen and then we'll go. First of all, we're going to Matthew 10, 37. I tell you, God is good. Thank you, Lord. And it reads, He that loveth, he that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And I'm going to take it on down. And he that taketh not his cross, come on, y'all, and follow after me. He that taketh not his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it. And he that loses his life for my sake, somebody say for my sake, sake. shall find it. All right, let's go over to Luke 14. And that's going to be the 26th verse. This is Matthew, and this is Luke. Amen. And it says in Luke, If any man come to me and hate not his father, mother, wife, children, a little bit more broken down, amen, and brethren, sister, yeah, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever do not bear his cross, come after me, cannot be my disciple. So I want to entitle this this morning. I trusted you by faith for my, to be my savior. But I'm not following you as my Lord to guide me the way. Amen. Amen. And I say this because you may be seated this morning in the presence of the Lord. Father, we just thank you for everything that you're about to do and say in the name of Jesus. Have your way, Holy Spirit. And what I say this morning is that we trust God by faith. We we come into the faith by trusting. We come into the faith of being of being born again by faith by trusting Jesus is who He said He is. Am I right? He said He's our Savior. He said that if we believe in Him and we confess with our sins and and we we confess with our sin, believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, then we're saved. Amen. And then that way He's our Savior. But at the point of believing that. Only thing we did was just gave hell, took the grips off of hell so we won't live in hell in eternity. Amen. Amen. But now there's another part to this thing. Because instantly when you gave God your life, your title changed now. You're no longer a worldly person. You're a disciple. You are a disciple. When you're a baby in Christ, you're still a disciple. He said, but when you come after me. And he didn't even say, you know, he didn't even say, when you follow, he said, when you come to me, saying that you came voluntarily to do this thing. I didn't force you. Now, John, and he said in John, I drawed you. But guess what? You could have turned me down at any time. But you decided to come on. After I drawed you, and I said, you know, and I was giving you the mindset to do the right thing. But guess what happened? 
You decided and you said, yeah, I'm coming. And so by faith, this is what you did. So my next, so my question, my sermon starts with the question today. My sermon starts with the question of what did you do with the invitation? What did you do with your invitation? He said, come unto me. He said, you trusted me to be your savior. Now that I'm your savior, now I said, come to me. But now you got an invitation now. You got an open invitation. And this is the way the Lord gave me the description. And it's amazing because I don't have that much sense that I could think of something like that. Okay. But he's, he showed me last night. So it's a struggle. I'm just sitting there in the bed. You know, at 11 o'clock. And I'm still saying, I need to go to sleep. Can you let me go to sleep? <laughs> and he said, not yet. He said, but this is the illustration. It's like we riding down the street. You are already part of the party now because you are the Holy Ghost party. You're part of the Holy Ghost party. You pull up now. You're part of it. You go in the house. And the first room you get into is, and the lady said, this is where you leave your coat. But the real part is on through the house. And this is what you said. I just sit right here with my coat. See, I trusted you enough to get into the party. But I'm not trusting you enough to see what the party is all about. See, it's a Holy Ghost thing. It's a faith walk. It's a thing that we got to trust him to believe in him. He said, I'm your Lord and your Savior. I'm not only your Savior, but I'm your Lord. Lord, me that I guide you. You know, Lord, me that you following me. Lord, me that I am the Christ. I am the Christ. Yahweh. 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 The invitation was to get into the house. You're there. You're saved. No rain gonna hit you. No condemnation can hit you there. You saved. But stop trying to live the safe way in Jesus. You in Jesus now. You in Jesus now. And he said that he has you have an expected end. What is the expected end? Only he knows. Because he said, I know the thoughts that I got towards you. So these are thoughts that I'm thinking, even as I have written your life all the way to the end. Still got some thoughts about you. Still got some thoughts about you, musicians. Still got some thoughts about you. Because I already know your thoughts. He already knows my thoughts. He said, but then I know your plans. I got the plans for you. So, and then he said, and listen to the plan, y'all. The plan is not to harm you. They are not to hurt you. He's still confirming and affirming over and over that you will not walk off a ledge anymore. The ledge days are over. So you walk off the ledge. You, you, you know, when we was in the world, we walked plenty of ledges. We didn't even see wasn't anything to catch us down there. We were so bold and bad. I mean, well, I don't know about y'all, but I was, I was bad. I thought I was bad and bold and doing things. What ledge? What? What? No, no. Because I did, I thought, you know, I just had no fear. But then I get in Jesus, and I'm all Timothy. Prince. Oh, what, what? But the Lord told Paul, when he was grooming Paul, and Paul was grooming Timothy, this is what Paul said. Don't be Timothy. Don't be Timothy. Don't be, don't let everything get to you. Don't be intimidated by life. See, I came to give you the life that you so rightly deserve. 
but you timid it now. Now you in me. Now you want to sit in here with the coats. I got people to watch the coat for you. These are my angels that open the door for you. But I need you to come on in the party. I need you to trust me as the Lord of your life. See, when you were out there in the world, guess who your Lord was? Somebody better tell me who your Lord was. Who? <laughs> and we trusted him with everything. Gave him his props. When Satan said, go and tell a lie, we told a lie. When Satan said, go and cheat, we cheated. When Satan said, do it, we did it. We walked off the ledge, walked back up the ledge, and we didn't have a fear in our heart. <laughs> Call your boss man and tell your boss man to lie. Tell him you're sick. Tell him you ain't coming today. Tell him, tell him anything. Oh, I want to be that day my child's sick. <laughs> you know, how many times your grandmama died? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, I'm just hey, Big and bold, big and bad. You understand what I'm saying? But the Lord is saying, listen, the only way you can fully come to me is that you got to let me be before the mama. You got to put me before the children. See, if you put me before everybody, I'll make sure the children, the mama, the daddy, the husband, the neighbor who irritates you, the boss that get on your nerve, everybody will line up accordingly to life for you. But I got to be first. He said, because if you don't hate them, not that you got to hate, hate, but you got to put me first. You got to have a respect. You got to, now you got to put some things in alignment. See, and this is what he's saying. Because each one of those attachments come with an emotion. And each one of those emotions is going to stop you from serving me with your whole Lord. See, because each one of those attachments, this is what it's going to do. Let's jump over here to Matthew. Matthew 10 and um, 37. He that loveth the father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. He's not putting your mother and father down because guess what? He the same Lord to your mother and your father. But he's telling you they can't be before me. He's telling you in a title. He's not saying people before me. He named these things name by name, one by one, because he know the traditions and the customs that we have in this world. He know the what's, what's going to touch your heart more than him. Your mom and dad. Your father, your mother is not worthy of me. He that loveth the son or the daughter, your children, they're not more than me because I'm the one that's going to get them in place. I'm the one that's going to bring mama to Jesus. I'm the one that's going to get daddy up out the street. You hear what I'm saying? But you got to get up out of the room where the coats at. Those coats are smothering you. They're blinding you. They keep saying you have access to the whole house. You have access to the whole party. Come on. And you still like, <laughs> let me just pray on it. Let me pray about that thing first. <laughs> we pray, you know, we are the Holy Ghost folks. Let me pray on this thing first. Yeah, you pray for directions, but you don't have to pray to go forward in Jesus. Amen. You don't have to pray to be bold in Jesus. You don't have to be praying and say, well, Lord, I'm coming. You told me to come because he's already said come. He already said lay it down. 
Some things he's already told you to do. He already told you to go out and tell a dying world about me. Now you need to find out what part of the world you want me to go to. See, he's trying to get you out of the Egypt mentality. Some of us saying, well, you know, I want to travel. I want to this. How do you know that when you walk out of the coat room, that the next room that you go in, God is ready to show you where you're going to go and work for him? How do you know? How do you know? How do you know? You, you, we, we don't know. We don't know because we want to live that safe life. We let Satan run us through the rat, the ringer. But then we want to be in Jesus like, I'm going to break. No, you're not going to break. How? How do you know I'm not going to break, Pastor? Because this is what he said. And he that taketh his cross, he that taketh not his cross, and follow after me is not worth it. Honey, you gonna follow sometime. Honey, you gonna hit the ground hard in your eyes. But in the eyes of Jesus, you didn't even touch the ground. But in your natural eyes, God, that was the worst thing it was in my life. And Lord, you told me to trust you. And you to, but you gonna follow. Jesus said he suffered. He suffered for righteousness. He suffered for us. But guess what? At the end of the day, he got a new position. He on the right hand. He on the right hand. Welcome us up. The only time I saw it in the Bible where he was standing up is I think it was Stephen when the Bible said he stood up to welcome Stephen in. Come on now. He sit there and make intercessions for you all day. Lord, open that door for us. Lord, this process is over. Now, she done went through this process. Now, I need to get her over here. Because he's, Lord, already, she's already down. I told you she got to get to that. And so, the Lord said, okay. He's praying for you. He's praying for whatever your needs are. He's praying whatever, whatever the processes that you need to go through, you got to go through it. Stop acting like you so saved and sanctified and holy that you don't go through nothing. We are the one that's going to go through it. Why? Because the people got to see us go through whatever we got to go through so they can see us coming out whatever we got to come out of. And know that we coming out as clean as we was when we went in. Righteousness. We are children of righteousness. It doesn't mean that you're not going to go through, but you got to bear your cross. And when you're not bearing your cross, he says, you are not worthy. You are not trusting me with as your Lord. You're complaining. We're the most complaining people in the world. Lord Jesus, help me. Y'all pray for me. Tell the Lord what I need. You know it for yourself. Pray for yourself. Come to the church. Come to the altars and let the elders pray for you. Let's get this thing together. Two or three in his name. What? He's in the midst. But know how to fight in the war. Know how to fight in the spirit. Because he going to get you every time right here. Well, you know you can't do that. You know you can't because, you know, you really, you just can't do it. He don't even, devil don't even give you an explanation and you fall for it. He never gave us an explanation. If you think about it, when we was out there in that world, Everything he told us to do. He didn't tell us why. He just said, yeah, just go ahead and do that. And in your own mind, you calculated why. <laughs> it was a calculation in your own mind. He didn't have to tell you why. Because it's not to Satan's job to tell you why. It's Satan's job to present the sin in front of you. And then it's your job to not to pick up the desires that's down in you. It's your job. 
But see, only you you can't do it alone. So that's why the Holy Spirit lives in you now that you are born again believer. So now that when that desire come up, that James said, James said, those be them desires that be down in you. The devil ain't got nothing to do with it. So guess what he said? Um, well, you well you came on here and did it before you came on here, and, but then the Holy Spirit said, but you a new creature in Christ now. That's right. You're the righteous of Christ. That's right. That's right. We're not condemning you for where you've been. That's right. We're just commending you for coming on out. That's right. And we're giving God the praise, the honor, and the glory. And then all of a sudden, strength kick in that you didn't know you had because it's not your strength. It's strength coming from the Lord. Amen. Amen. It's strength coming from the Lord because he said, I need you to lean on me so I can teach you how to live an authentic life. And authentic life means that you don't have to live a lot anymore. Mean that you don't have to be something that you're not. And then it's another like the reason that he wants us to, to, to take the invitation to go into the next room. Guess what? Because now, these are choices, just like it was in faith to get into the house. Guess what? There was a seal on us that even got us in the house. Amen. Amen. That was a seal on us to get to the door. Now, in the house, we got open invitation to come this way. Come that way. I've made you a builder. I've made you this and I've made you that. But guess what? You in the coat room, you'll never get there. But then you got this urge down in you that you want to do all this stuff and you know how to do it and you don't know where the desire came from and you don't, you don't even know how you could do it so well. But guess what? That's the gift that God has given you. He want to be your Lord, but you got to let him be your Lord. See, it's just like Sarah said, Lord, Abraham was her Lord. Not that he was over Christ, but she followed him. Respectfully, she followed him. Not that he could do anything, but that was her husband. And she followed him. Jesus said, I'm your Lord and your Savior. Now, I done saved you. Now let me be your Lord. Let me be your Lord. I need you to be imitators, first of all. See, but you can't be imitators if you don't know what to do. I need you to imitate me. Let people see who I am. Yes, I suffered. Yes, I did. But the glorious of this life comes with rewards. <laughs> the glories of this life comes with crowns. The glory of this life comes with other souls. The harvest, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Because people and labors, let me tell you something, labors, a lot of times... See, because a servant, you can get to go into the harvest. Thank you, Father. But a laborer, when you begin to use the term as a laborer, a laborer wants something back. A laborer means you're going to pay me to do this. When Jesus used that term, some got paid this, some got paid, they called them laborers. But a servant will go out there in that vineyard, out in that kingdom, and tell somebody, about a dying world. And this is what I'm telling you right now. I'm closing with John 15 and 8. Let's go to John. And I'm closing. I thank you, Holy Ghost. And y'all write it down, but this is what he's saying. And this is Jesus talking. He said, Herein is my Father glorified. God is glorified. Why? Because he wants you to bear what? Much fruit. Are you bearing your fruit today? 
Is Jesus your Lord, is Lord and Savior, or is he just your Savior? He already saved you, but is he your Lord? Who are you following? You still following the old you? Because he said in his word, greater works will we do, Sister Patricia. Greater works. He didn't have a three and a half years. I've already been here 59, and I'm, I'm falling behind. <laughs> so I'm going off with that. that. That math is not right. I'm falling behind. I feel like I've been left behind. I've been here 59 years. So at least, let me say 17. So at least um, 30 of them years I've been grown. You understand what I'm saying? 30 of them years I've been grown. So he had three and a half to make an impact. What are we doing? What kind of impact have we made so far? Amen. Amen. He said that. Herein is my father glorified. This is what my father glorifies in. When he see you bearing not some fruit, not more fruit, but much fruit. So shall you be my what? Disciples. Amen. Give God some praise in this house. Give God some praise in this house. Because God is, God is glorified in here. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. We're here today and we give God praise and we thank God for what he's doing in this place and we just thank him. So today we open the doors of the church and first of all we just say thank you that they were open over 2,000 years ago but they were open. They were open. Hallelujah. They were open and we thank God that they were open. Somebody better thank God that he is our Lord. Because we could still be under the little L of the Lord of the world, <laughs> okay? Yes. You know, the one that lives right above the earth right here, you know? Yes. So yes. now we under now heaven's realm, okay? Yes. All he wants us to do is get busy. Yes. We have exactly 50 days left to the end of the year. Yes. The Lord have already said to me, I have a whole schedule for next year. He said, but I need you to get these flyers made, daughter. I need you to finish this journal, daughter. I need you to get this done, daughter, before the end of the year. And let me tell you something. When the Lord speaks to you, move, because the Spirit of God is moving. See, the children could only move in the wilderness when the cloud was covering. They could only move when the sun was shining. Y'all understand what I'm saying? They covered the sun, the cloud covered it from it, but they couldn't move if the Spirit of God not moving. So we only have an open window, and we need to get busy. So if you're here today and the Lord has said to you, this is a small church, but it's a great church, and the Lord has said, I want you there so you can grow. And this, this is the time you come on down and say, I think I give it a chance. And then if you're here today, and you said, Lord, I just want to be restored back to you. I've walked away, but I just want to be restored, and I just want to pray. Then come on down, let's pray. You know, but if you're here today and you just want prayer, hey, let's pray. Because if the church is not praying, the church is definitely not doing what it's supposed to be doing. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Have your way, God. Thank you.
Hallelujah.